Welcome to the Mark McSee Supersonic Food Marketing Podcast, brought to you by BDO, the trusted accountancy and advisory firm. BDO really are the go-to team to help your hospitality business succeed, providing expert support and advice across all your corporate finance, due diligence, tax and accounting needs. BDO have been a champion of our industry for many years and are really proud to support many of the best brands in hospitality. If you want to make sure your business is in the safest of hands financially, BDO would love to take you for a coffee to understand your business vision so that they can help you get there. Get in touch today at bdo.co.uk to chat about how BDO can help take your hospitality business to the top and please say that I sent you. Supersonic. 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 From Supersonic Inc., this is the Mark McSee Supersonic Marketing Podcast. The rocket fuel podcast for food, drink, and hospitality businesses everywhere. Listen up. Tell all your friends and share with your colleagues. Every single episode is packed full of tips, tricks and advice on how you can make your brand boom. So today autumn is definitely kicked in a wee bit chilly out and about in Fitzrovia. And this morning I had a nice wee bit of time to myself, woke up in Fitzrovia and went to a great wee cafe called Jova and serve an all-pressed coffee, which is just one of my favourites, but also some great pastries and crepes and all that, so definitely try and check it out. And last night I had an amazing meal at a restaurant called Kazu, a little Japanese uh, across from Gaucho that should be reopening very soon. So a couple of tips there that you might want to check out if you're in the area. So today I just had the great pleasure of having Marta in and Marta is just the most incredible person that I used to work with at Pret. Marta is now Gail's MD and she's leading that business with careful expansion, a very exciting and consciously focused culture and really focusing on the best products in the communities that they serve. Don't want to say too much more. I'll let you listen to what Marta has to say through her prep journey that took her to the UK and also New York and back again, and her amazing journey with the incredible team at Gales. So it gives me the most sourdough pleasure ever <laughs> to welcome the incredible Marta, who's the MD at the most incredible Gales. Oh, well, uh, thank you for having me here. It's amazing. <laughs> it's thanks, for, thanks for inviting me. I've heard your podcast and, and I hope uh, we're going to have a cool conversation over the next hour or so. No pressure. <laughs> so you turned up today with gifts. Yes. So uh, we didn't open the bag. What was in the bag? Uh, breakfast for you. A lot of Really delicious croissants. You have, uh, I think, cinnamon buns and chocolate croissants and uh, plain croissants and, and everything. <laughs> and the book. 
Great. Book. So you know the way to a Scotsman's heart. Uh, probably. <laughs> and I know you pretty well. And you always were telling me about how much you love Gary Vorenchuk and, and you follow him on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and kind of post and repost everything he does. So I know he's your guy. So I thought if I bring the book yep. uh, from his uh, collection, I think that was that was the right Think that the right way to go. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, just the book, if anyone's interested, is Jab, 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 Right Hook, which yeah. is uh, sort of the one that propelled him to fame, really. So yeah. I think, look out on the London streets and Birmingham, I think he's around um, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So have a little look for those trainers yeah. and someone being quite shouty and aggressive about yeah. marketing, <laughs> um, then you, that's him. I follow so, him on LinkedIn now because of you. Ah, yeah, it's it's good value. Some of it, yeah. for sure. Some of it you can take a leave. But Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I probably owe him a lot of royalties. He's helped yeah. me write a lot of speeches. <laughs> <laughs> so good. what's going on with you then? So if we think about right now, yeah, you've been beavering away on your on your iPhone and emails in between us getting set up. So yeah. how's life now? What's going on? It's very good, thank you. I'm actually in a really good place. Uh, I'm with girls now three years. On the 31st of October was my third year anniversary. And I was just talking to Tom a few days ago how cool it is. Not only that I ha- that I am here and I had this opportunity mm. to, to work for this business, but also to work with Tom and yeah. get to know him personally and get to know everyone else who is in the business right now. I think I'm surrounded by absolutely wonderful people uh, mm. at work and um, you know it gives me huge pleasure to mm. wake up in the morning and and go to work and we work with my teams and uh, it's not always easy we have better times and more challenging times and easier mm. discussions and more tough discussions and uh, you know like everywhere with, for, for everyone but I, I think the most important thing is that I really go to work with pleasure because mm. I work with an incredible team and uh, and I'm trying to be the best I can for them. But the last three years were, were just fantastic, incredible yeah. journey. And getting to know Tom <clears throat> and working with him and learning from him and um, getting completely different perspective on entrepreneurial approach to the business mm. uh, of this sort is fantastic. And I, and I ate so much. <laughs> 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 well, it doesn't show. Um, yeah, but Thank yeah, that's, I, I'm just now completely dressing in black and, and yeah. staying away from stripes. So we'll see if that helps any. Yeah. I've just always got this picture of my mind of Tom yes. on a skateboard yes. going down the street. Yes. So that's how he came for the first time. The first time when we met in Exmouth Market, uh, Luke Johnson int- introduced us um, and and he just arrived on the skateboard and we were supposed to have like a half an hour chat and and we stayed, I think we were talking for a couple of hours and kind of thought like, oh, maybe we, we there, maybe there's mm. something and maybe we could work together and figure something out. And we did. And, and then not on skateboard, but walking around uh, the bread factory. Mm-hmm. We, are, we are sister company to the bread factory, part of bread holdings. And Tom took me around the bakery, the mother bakery, and with the same passion and, and the same drive for mm. what, he, uh, what he does every day. He took me to the sourdough room and there was like so many sourdoughs and he goes like this is mushy this is wet this is this is bouncy this is dry this is this and that and i was like oh my god this guy is so awesome he has so much passion so much drive for the the." you know you you want to work not only with amazing people but also with an amazing product Mm -hmm. and and i think tom has passion for both and and he's like the coolest guy oh (laughs) you know i've had a few meetings with him and, and enjoyed it every single yeah. time you know yeah. and so sort of just one of those guys that makes you feel 
A, alive, yeah. and B, you walk out the meeting feeling better than when you went in. Yeah, but also you possible. feel real. Yeah. There is no, there is no nonsense, no second agendas. No, no. It, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. And, and that's how we kind of probably go about our work life uh, altogether at Girls, you know. We, yeah. we take challenges head on and and uh, discuss all the great things and then we celebrate we celebrate a lot I, I see that on LinkedIn <laughs> I see this on LinkedIn so yeah tell me about <clears> that in, in terms of the culture there and, and also an add-on would be as you're growing yeah. rising ho-ho, <clears> um, then how are you going to keep that intact you know what what's what's going on there you know we are about three things the, f- the first is great people the mm. second is great product and the third are amazing places mm. and we're trying to stay on course not, and not get distracted by all the other cool things that we could do, yeah. you know, when in, within those three areas. So when it comes to culture and, and people and, and the teams, we've had to think about how we're going to remind ourselves that everything we do has a really great outcome at some point. Mm-hmm. And in the most challenging times, the most difficult situations when you have to make tough decisions or or um, go through a tougher period in the business, you mm-hmm. kind of go back to this moment when you celebrated the success a few minutes ago or, uh, or a few days earlier or even a month earlier. You remember, mm-hmm. no, it could be great because that's how that's how I felt when I've succeeded uh, earlier. And, and I, we have a number of initiatives within the business where we really... Um, drive this culture through but the most amazing one my favourite is Girls Quarterly Awards where we meet every quarter twice a year we have a party after that for all teams uh, and uh, everyone joins from the business but at Girls Quarterly Awards we really celebrate people's successes and and we kind of uh, embrace the greatness in in everyone and 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 there's a lot of celebrations in teams and individual. And also for the teams, it's very important to understand how successful teams grow yeah. and drive and thrive, you know, for themselves and, and together. And that's kind of, that's probably over the last three years, we've gotten better at this because we've been lucky to uh, have an opportunity to create more teams, create mm-hmm. more areas because we're growing, create yeah. departments because we're growing and and only seeing those teams succeed is just the biggest pleasure. So it's so difficult, though, and well done <clears throat> to you guys to make that a priority because yeah. there's so many businesses that I meet and they're like, you know, we're all about people, we're all about culture, we're all about, yet they don't really spend the time on it. And it's yeah. a huge business shift it is. to then have that mentality. It is, it is. To stay true to this, it, it is an effort and it's a conscious effort. Uh, and I think as leaders of uh, the business, of departments, of different teams, mm-hmm. we have accountability to really live up to that. Yeah. And we have to make sure that our teams really trust us. So it cannot be a slogan on the door. And I'll tell you something. So now we're going through our leadership program and we've implemented a new, we are implementing a new kind of a, a leadership journey for, for everyone in the business, from leader to management mm-hmm. team or from management team to leader. It, it's really, regardless, everyone will speak the same way about leadership. And Amaya Zubia is helping us uh, to go Who through. Is, sorry? Amaya Zubia. Do you okay. remember Amaya? Uh, oh, she, she used to 
she's incredible uh, professional uh, okay. leadership coach. She's wow. fantastic. Yeah. And she's doing a leadership workshops with every single uh, team in the business. And yesterday, actually, management team was, we've done our own uh, okay. leadership day and it was phenomenal. We've had fantastic day. But also she gave us a lot of confidence in this, how our teams are understanding leadership and mm-hmm. what do they understand of girls. So she was really adamant that from all the um, leadership days, mm-hmm. days that she did so far, it's very clear for the people that we are about clear goals, targets and delivering on what we setting ourselves up yeah. to deliver but we're doing it through people mm-hmm. and she gave us confidence that the teams in the business absolutely believe that and they leave it, they're trying to leave this with their teams but they, they leave it every day because they really think that that's the right way and that's yeah. the right thing to do and, and probably if there was one thing from yesterday that I took away thinking like well, we've done okay for the last few years. Mm-hmm. If that's what our teams are feeling, they don't, yeah. you know, they don't live and work in fear. They don't. Uh, they they don't seem to be angry. I'm sure they are angry. <laughs> <When> <laughs> Take they, it out on the door when we burn the cross. <laughs> but um, but in general, the mood seems to be really clearly focused on people. And, and Amaya gave us a lot of confidence in that yesterday. So so it's nice to have it from, from someone else because when you're in it, you kind yeah. of drive and preach this uh, all the time. So sometimes we can talk ourselves into thinking, yeah, it's okay and that's how it is. Yeah, but, yeah. but having this message coming so strong from an external uh, partner who mm. works with us on our leadership program and and had opportunity to talk to dozens of people so far. Yeah. Uh, it's quite uh, important to the whole management team as well. You know, as a team, we are quite new. We came from different places, different backgrounds, different walks of life. And mm-hmm. we as a team getting together yeah. and we as a team have to drive the culture and be, you know, the face of of the business. So it's it's really important. And how many in the management <clears throat> team then? It's uh, it's six of us. Management team is Andy uh, Twigwell is our CFO. He he is the CFO for Bread Holdings and mm-hmm. and he runs IT and and finance team. Uh, Romy, who you know yes. very well, uh, she's commercial Hi, marketing Romy. director. <laughs> Hi, Romy. Uh, it's such a pleasure to work with her. She has huge remit. She's awesome. Yeah. yeah, she's she's fantastic. She, I think, her impact on this brand is incredible. She works for girls seven years mm. and. And you know all things marketing that people admire about girls. It's down to her and how she yeah. how she drove and created the language around girls and the, and the brand. And I really learned a lot from working with her actually, because I think like the focus on people. I think you've got a huge focus on how the brand puts itself out into the world. Mm-hmm. So if you know you want to grow sales, if you're wanting to launch this thing, if you know. You do it in a very untraditional yeah. way, yeah. which is harder work and, you know, could arguably might not be as quantifiable in some ways. Yeah. But the amazing thing is when Romy does stuff, I think it's got this magic sort of vapour that yeah. people are just getting, it's building the brand yeah. in people's minds in the right way. And it takes some amount of discipline yeah. and actually self-discipline Absolutely. to not just press the panic button yeah. and go, I'm going to go with the usual stuff. So, yeah, yeah I, I learned an awful lot working with it. It's fantastic. Great. Yeah, me too. And, and I think just it's always refreshing to have a conversation. And the conversation always goes back to our values first. Mm. It doesn't go back to money first. It goes mm. back 
is it true? Does it feel right for girls? Does it sound like girls? Mm-hmm. Does it feel like girls? Is it something that we really want to talk about? And, you know, uh, it's uh, it's fantastic to to have the brand in such a safe hands, uh, yeah. you know, someone of someone who, who not only created a lot of, uh, a massive part of this brand, uh, but also uh, takes care of it, yeah. like, you know, uh, as they own, and, and she's doing a fabulous job. Well, it's quite interesting. I've just went back to school a little bit. So I've uh-huh. been doing like a mini MBA in, in marketing, oh, cool. right? It's just yeah. like a 12-week thing. But Gail's come into my mind, actually, when I was doing some mm-hmm. of the coursework, because... Um, what what Mark Ritson, the, the Mark and Fist was saying was, great brands have brand codes. Yeah. So there's so many out there at the moment, they've got nothing. You know, mm. the logo's nothing, the language is nothing, the mm. colourways are nothing. Mm. But if you can almost tell that it's that brand without seeing the brand name, yeah, then you've got something iconic and there's a top yeah. point zero 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 one percent of brands have got that yeah. and you know to me that's what i feel gales is in, in built and i think you know the language that was done as well the language work and does it seem one of your bags best thing since yeah. or something yeah, yeah, yeah right i mean that's just so simple own it, but so, clean but so hard clear. to yeah. get to that do you know what yeah. i mean because you could have finished off the sentence you could have there's a whole but or you, it could have been a gag or a campaign line and you ditched it and but it's this kind of evergreen yeah. ultimate driving machine sort yeah. of thing, you know, which is just, yeah, makes me happy when I yeah. see stuff like that. Oh, that's good. Thank you. I'm going to make sure that Romy uh, knows about that. I'm sure she's yeah, going to listen yeah, to the podcast know. as well. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's important. And it's uh, it's really interesting for our internal language as well. Yeah. So, you know, Miranda, another person on, uh, on, the, mar- uh, on the management team, mm-hmm. our head of people who completely transformed our employee value proposition uh, uh miranda and her team she she formed her team from scratch really wow. she built a training and recruitment and hr uh, functions and uh and everything that sits behind us mm-hmm. but but what's really important is how do we communicate internally to our teams and and very early on uh we've introduced this um uh, kind of um, employee value proposition program uh, that Miranda, the team and, and operations team have been involved as well into that. They've they've created uh, a program called Rise with Girls. Yeah, I've seen that promoted on LinkedIn, yeah. I'm so proud it's of really the fact good. that we have something like that. Yeah, it's really clear. It. Obviously, it's a play on words, you know, you yeah. you, uh, you raise the door and, and, and all that, but it, it's simple enough to go with the girls way of speaking about things yeah. but it's also powerful enough for the teams to understand that we mm. really want you to grow we want you to embrace girls yeah. we want you to be like the best thing since yeah yeah <laughs> you know? definitely and and we really since uh, since miranda joined obviously we really committed to helping people needing their career yeah. that's another <laughs> With thing <a> key. yeah <laughs> yes and the 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 team uh um the team implemented a training program uh yeah. called needing your career and all you know all kind of journey through career ranks and everything is really encompassed yeah. under that so there's a lot of things that was done but it's really important that Romy and, and Miranda really agreeing on on uh, all the yeah. internal language and how do we talk to the teams and, and sometimes it's so different you know not always our teams are our customers and yeah. and not always uh, we we cannot always uh, explain everything t- 
to our teams mm -hmm. uh, in, a, in a language that we use uh, with our customers. But we really try to match this and make sure that yeah. we kind of translate it somehow. Well, it's good, you know, just not to have that dual personality because mm. it's confusing. And I saw a great post on LinkedIn the other day and it said, do you put as much effort into your internal communications <laughs> as you do your advertising? Yeah. And the answer is no. Most don't. Yeah. So, you know, again, to do that, even to have an EVP, you know, the, the value proposition for employees, just so many people don't have it and they don't know what it is. They think, well, you're just lucky to have a job, so get on with it. Um, I'd love to see people just taking that internal yeah. brand as seriously as the, the external, because actually it will help yeah. external stuff yeah. as well, you know. So yeah. that sounds like you're got kind of masters in every single area so also yeah. the ops side of things as well absolutely so uh ola who grew from within i know ola for now probably nearly 10 years uh -huh. she's running operations she actually is now in new york and she ran new york marathon oh wow yeah, so congratulations yeah, she's inspiring so. everyone at girls to run yeah, calories yeah, yeah. Up. <laughs> <laughs> well there's a reward at the end of it yeah more, more girls Really, again, coming from Amaya yesterday, the prize she gave to Ops team, and she says it's really strong Ops team, and not, not really senior Ops. Mm. Most of the people are growing from within. Uh, we've uh, we've had we have now a couple of manage Ops managers joining externally, Koba and, and Linda, with external experience. You know, mm. you always want to balance that and, yeah. and bring fresh thinking and fresh outlook, but to kind of supplement that we've promoted to internal group managers mm -hmm. uh, uh, Dan and, and Carolina who, who grew from within and Brilliant. and you know and the guys are, are doing fantastic job thanks God you know our results are strong we, we're delivering what we said that we would yeah. thanks to operations team and, and you worked with many op operation, many mm -hmm. people in operations and you know yourself. they're all really lovely yeah <laughs> <laughs> they are lovely and, but they, they face probably one of the biggest challenges in, uh, in the business is how to implement things first time right and how to implement those things from all the departments around them and yeah. how to how to translate all the messages and internal communications and make sure that every single person uh, in every single bakery understands really what we what we're trying to do and what yeah. we're trying to achieve so um, I'm, I'm really happy with uh, with how this team works together and they really like together it's probably one of the closest working teams uh, I've seen uh, from yeah. probably ever uh, that really uh, matters I to say. Yeah. And, and I think also when you are lucky enough to work in a place like that and yeah. you know obviously some of it has been a conscious thing to get it all together it just restores your faith yeah. in humans working Absolutely. you know because there's so many people you work with and it's just a beat down and you know it's all these kind of things it's, yeah. it's difficult so yeah I, I think it's a real pleasure when, when yeah. that happens you know Talking. you feel very very lucky yeah exactly uh, and then there's property uh, yeah. run by Brett Brett is our head of property mm. and obviously not a small challenge uh, to take on we're yeah. growing quite fast We how we, many is it now? <laughs> 56. 56 tomorrow tomorrow will be the 56th and one and next Thursday 57th Jesus really? yeah wow that's amazing yeah we're opening tomorrow Gloucester Road and the week after Cambridge mm. well thank you for bringing two to Brighton as well oh Brighton you're welcome Hove. so right next to Wagamama so you're welcome that's a favourite little spot in here yeah, so yeah. yeah yeah it's lovely you know it's a, it's a uh, for, for Brett and his team it's a great challenge to mm. uh, to deliver on and uh, and when I say challenge it's 
it's a positive thing, you know. Oh, yeah. It's a fantastic and uh, opportunity for for us to grow, and and mm. uh, property team takes it absolutely seriously. And the speed that they, you know, that they had Brad and his team had four sites being built in the same time, and you know. We are still not a very big business. Yeah. So if you take four sites out of 50, it's nearly 10% of sites yeah, extra. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a huge thing for us. And we've opened two last week. We've opened Wilsden Green and Islington. Blimey. Brilliant sites. But yeah, they are so beautiful. Yeah. So welcoming. And mm-hmm. uh, they feel great. They look great. They are busy, yeah. which everyone is really happy for. Which is great. Yeah, yeah. it's great. And and I think Brett and his team are, are really trying to obviously work on all the things that we would work on, you know, the, the, the build and the quality of the build and make sure that all our suppliers and contractors are, uh, are um, working with us very closely. And, and they have really a huge task ahead of them because mm. we have big ambitions to to grow in the future. So it's really critical part of the team. Yeah. And plus you have to maintain the other 50 that is yeah. already built and... You know, as the as the estate uh, uh, ages, you know, yeah. there's more. It's there's exciting. More From Supersonic Inc., this is the Mark McSee Supersonic Marketing Podcast. Just a friendly reminder that this podcast is brought to you by the good folk at BDO. BDO have been long-term supporters of the hospitality sector and they are really passionate about supporting innovative entrepreneurs on their journeys and they also want to give you the right advice and support to grow your business. Just in case you don't know, BDO provides tailored advice to the sector across corporate finance, due diligence, tax and all accounting matters. BDO work tirelessly to give their clients the advice that they need when they need it to succeed. For more information on BDO and how they can take your business to the top, go to bdo.co.uk. Hashtag ad. What about you then? So mm-hmm. what, I know there'll be no typical day, but what are all the things that you're getting involved with? What are yeah. you focusing on? What are your sure. sort of challenges? That sort of stuff. Yeah. So obviously I work with everyone, with uh, all the uh, teams in manage, all, all the people in management team. Mm-hmm. I also work very closely with safety manager, you know, safety, food safety and safety in general. I think uh, I already, uh, we I we we at girls definitely take very very seriously, yeah. and I work with Graham uh, very closely. And um, you know, it's it's a, I'm really my job is to deliver people uh, product and and uh, places agenda. Yeah, as it is for girls, and yeah. and that's what I'm focusing on. And probably I'm spending a third of the time on those three things. And mm-hmm. If I had to favor something, obviously I could eat every day, all day, and I could talk about people every day, all day, and you know, look around and design uh, uh, beautiful places for for us to open. So yeah. I have a pretty good uh, gig going. And, well, yeah, and I mean, so what was the skill set jump for you? You know, yeah. so coming in as you were, you came in as ops. No, I came as retail director. The so, retail director, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I had uh, at the beginning when I uh, when I joined, I joined as retail director, mm-hmm. and I had all the functions except for commercial and and food. Uh, yeah. I was working with, with everyone and obviously setting everyone uh, everyone up. And I now I also work with Romy since I've been mm-hmm. uh, given a bigger opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just things like shop design. You know all that stuff. I mean, did you have that in your locker? Did you did you experience that before? Or? I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I don't 
designed the, the shops no. themselves. We work with, uh, you know, a great uh, uh, architects yeah. uh, uh, who help us design this, and we uh, we're just discussing the designs yeah. and kind of helping uh, shape it up and set directions that we want to go with. But but uh, I think the experience from that was from back in Pred, I guess as well. You know, mm-hmm. I've opened so many shops in back in in a day what from from airports and many shops in New York, many shops around London. Mm-hmm. You know, there was there was a couple of times. I remember once I've opened a shop in, on the same day in St Albans and. And in Milton Keynes, uh, as an operations City manager. City of dreams, yeah. Milton Keynes, yeah. So I've had the opportunity to kind of work with that. and, and, and For prep? Property. Yeah, of, yeah. For so prep. you did both? Yeah, I had to kind of be in there. So I don't know, you, you, sometimes you just organically uh, learn on the job yeah. and you kind of acquire knowledge over the years. And the more accountabilities you, you, you've are given the more the more you learn the more people you work with you, mm-hmm. the more you learn but i think most important is the curiosity around it yeah. and i would kind of add kindness to it you know if you're curious about things and you work with people and you ask them questions and you you want to see you really uh, inquisitive about their field and their expertise mm-hmm. And you're kind to them in the same time you kind yeah. of get far because they are happy to share their knowledge and skills and expertise and yeah and and I think in my role, especially, I don't need to be expert in everything. That's not that's not where the the, the job lies. I don't need to have answer to every single question. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to know everything about everything. I need to find the best team that knows everything, and yeah. I'm just kind of involved and and helping and facilitating and supporting everybody. So yeah. I'm no expert in shop design, uh, property, or anything yeah, anything of yeah. that sort. But but I enjoy it because it's a it's it's like you know, creating completely a, a new business every single time you open the shop. You mm. you have new customers. You have a beautiful new building that is transformed, and and we spend a lot of time on thinking how the new baker will fit the neighborhood. And that's interesting. Yeah, what should we, you know, what should we say mm. what, through through this place? What what do we want to do? How do we want people to feel? Uh, it was so interesting. We've opened uh, Wilson Green last Tuesday and customers were coming, like, hugging us and saying, like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. Really? Thanks, God, that you're here. The place looks fantastic. Wow. And, and the the bakery looks beautiful. There are, there are a lot of wonderful details that really make it uh, feel um, premium but really welcoming yeah. it's really important and and obviously this neighborhood was waiting for a long time for you know probably a a, a little bit of better place to yeah. to go to for for brunch and for breakfast and and, yeah. and lunch and uh and the love we've received from people in there was absolutely uh yeah. fantastic and they really appreciated how did we build this and and how did we prepare this for mm-hmm. them and it's a huge responsibility you know you want to make sure that that people totally feel comfortable when they come in uh, it cannot be overpowered by by anything and and then we've opened uh Islington on Friday and we literally had the same thing so going back then so let's go mm-hmm. back of how you yeah. got here yeah. so uh-huh. where were you sort of start now in this and getting mm-hmm. into Ops and food and drink and did a, sure. and then obviously it'd be good to talk a little bit about prep because it was a lot of your life. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of my life, twelve years of my life. Oh, yeah, I thought it was twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been with Pret for twelve years. Uh, I started in two thousand four. Mm-hmm. 
my son was six months old. I went to work on the night shift. I was working in a kitchen in Heathrow Terminal 1. And uh, and when I started, uh, that was kind of an interesting time for, for Pret and Pret at the transport, in transport hubs and, mm-hmm. in, uh, at the airports. You know, it was kind of a... Uh, Probably the the one and only serious competitor there with fast uh, foot to go that actually meant uh, uh, something. Uh, and I remember starting and working on this night shift. I was thinking, oh my god, there are so many opportunities. The food is amazing. Mm-hmm. How about I stay here? Uh, so I did. I stayed, and I've had. I don't remember. F- 15 different job titles in wow. Pratt. I went through every single thing you could. <laughs> and I remember once uh, when I graduated for kitchen leader, so I did trainer and, and everything along the way. And, and then I got to a kitchen leader. And, and I remember with Paul Jones, I was sitting with Paul Jones, who still works for Pratt, I think, phenomenal trainer. Uh, I sat with him outside of the shop and I said, okay, so. Um, so how do I become uh, assistant manager now? <laughs> yeah, goes, just next, next, next. Yeah. And he goes, hmm, I think you need to wait six months. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, uh, okay, but what can I do within the six months before you know? I'm, I if I have six, yeah. if I have to wait six months, that's okay. But I can do something already towards that, <laughs> so I can propel the whole thing. And he goes, okay, so, so let's meet in a couple of days and, and talk about it. And he did, uh, you know, outline what what would I need to do. And mm-hmm. and I was assistant manager. I ran my own shop. Uh, my first shop was in Heathrow as well. And Which was that one? Was it T- T5? Terminal 3. First, three. first I was running, as a general manager, yeah, I was yeah. with Terminal 3. I was so proud of that. I was oh, so, yeah. like, it was like my baby. I could sleep there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I worked uh, T5 a couple of times. Yeah. That was harsh. That was amazing. And, you know, I was in the kitchen and they were just going... We need thirty-eight this, fifty-eight that, and I was just that oh, was a slow day then. What? Yeah, I was like, oh, you know, and obviously you're trying to muck yeah. in and do your bit, but I was hopeless. It's, yeah, it's I love T five. It's fantastic. It's yeah. uh, it's a really great. It's location. gone there, right? No, it's there. The one that's that used to be in the island in the middle is that? Yeah, it's oh, I must have missed it. <clears throat> yeah, was it the other day? Yeah. All I could find was it's it, Sue. So. And it's actually extended. Yeah. Oh, maybe I've extended. just uh, missed it. Then. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, because I thought it was weird that it gone. I was like, huh. No, no, uh, no, no. It's still there, doing yeah. well for what I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In 2013, I went to New York. I've been there for three years. And when I came back from New York, uh, I started with girls. I had a fantastic time in New York. Yeah, I was going to say, tell us about that. What yeah. What did it feel like moving out there? Uh, I loved it, you know. I loved it. I always thought about it as a kind of a temporary thing for a few years, and mm. and I knew I would be back. And obviously, my son, uh, I, I went there with my son. Mm-hmm. And I wanted him to be back in London as well. And uh, but it's just a different, different beast, different way of thinking, different culture. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you need to find in yourself uh, different ways of communicating different ways of uh, driving teams different ways of yeah. understanding the business because US is culturally different and obviously business is in US is, is different and, yeah. and New York uh, it's you know busy as, as London but but it's it's just competition landscape competitive landscape is different to, to uh, London and what adaptions did you have to make for Pret as a place mm-hmm. out there you know, Pratt was uh, quite, uh, quite um, 
good place because we've had obviously you know the sister in in UK and, mm. and a lot of people to draw on. So uh, thankfully, uh, some of my uh, team back then in, in UK came over with me to help kind of accelerate the changes in yeah. in uh, operations and in, in shops. Uh, but also, we've had a lot of support from the office in. In the UK, mm -hmm. there is, you know, you know, Pred, how strong it is on driving teamwork and, and collaboration. Mm -hmm. So, so there was a lot of that going on. So obviously, you felt like there was always someone to work with. Yeah, yeah. I was just always interested because, I guess, it's such a customizable community. I suppose mm -hmm. or, or thought where it's hold the carrots, add the meal, do you know, and when it's pre-packed. Yeah. You know, just would would that fly was quite interesting, and then just weird things like having to have drip coffee, yeah, out front. Which you know, yeah. if you had that here in a lot of places, people oh, wouldn't trust yeah. it. They'd be like, oh, that's like just, you know, yeah, it's just different kind of diff different market for coffee and for mm. for food. You know, coffee. Uh, especially when we started was completely different and coffee team kind of revitalized the whole mm -hmm. approach to to the coffee um, in there so we've not only been better in the uh, filter coffee but also in the, yeah. uh, in milk uh, based coffees as well but mm -hmm. it, it's just you know you just adapt to to different products really it, yeah. it was a different product uh, ollie smith back then uh, vp of food he completely transformed the food range as well for, mm. For Pred, so that's obviously accelerated the growth yeah. and, and helped the business. And what about concepts out there? Was there anything that caught your eye you thought was doing incredibly well or yeah. anything? I think know? Sweet Greens. Yeah, good yeah. shout. Sweet Greens is pretty remarkable mm. and they grow and they approach and their ethos, morale. Uh, a lot of good friends work there as well and, and I hear from them there's really a great, great place to work. They mm. kind of, you know, they align with the values of yeah. the business and and it's true to itself but also it's really innovative it's pushing the the whole industry forward they think bigger the technology and digital mm. aspect of of sweet green is huge i yeah. think they pioneers in many in many many ways well i think i think i saw um mike palmer not mark palmer um hello mark um mike palmer mm -hmm. from lost in Lost in Consulting, I think his name was. Mm -hmm. um, so he was the first person that ever mentioned mm -hmm. Sweetgreen to me. You know, he, he, I was at a peach thing and he, he was yeah. presenting something. And then I did a bit of digging and they had this lovely loyalty scheme. At the time, it might be digitised yeah. now, but you got cards. And basically it was like judo or karate belts and you went up them. So if you were spending, if you were maybe going once a week, uh -huh. You started out with this green card. I mean, I might uh -huh. have got this a bit wrong, but roughly. And it was so lovely, right? And the way that they got you up the chains was they would say, are you, it's almost like, are you doing yourself enough good? Yeah. You know, are you being yeah. kind to yourself? Are yes. you eating a, a, you know, what are you doing That's the great. rest of the time? And it was just this nice reverse psychology mm -hmm. sort of flip. Yeah. To kind of say, rewarding I've got, you I've got for to, eating well. Yeah. And, yeah. and then I think it went up. To, there was maybe a gold in the mix or something and then whatever the top one was maybe it's black or maybe yeah. that was gold or whatever they basically said you were pretty much shopping at Sweet Green every day you're basically part of our family um, and I think you got events just with the leaders of the business you used to you know, be able to go and see them uh -huh. plus they had the Sweet Green Festival every year uh -huh. 
which was kind of like innocent yes, used to yes, do. Yes, yes, yes. And this has became, you know, legendary, yeah, this thing. Yeah. And you can only get in if you're yeah. a good enough customer yeah. sort of thing. Exactly. So I thought but you see, there is, a, there is this magic around creating communities around businesses and mm. like a real connection. This is a real connection. Yeah. When you want to really create a following of your business, you don't even need to then, you just do things for the right reason. You, yeah. you talk to your customer for the right reason. You don't have to make up stories. You don't have to be too loud. You don't have to over-promote yourself yeah. because you have the core right. You really connect with your yeah. customers on the on the level that they want to be connected on. Well, you're, oh God, 100% right. I think, it's, are you starting with the heart mm. in mind mm. and not a spreadsheet? Mm-hmm. So most times that I get a phone call to, hey, can you come and help us? Yeah. Is that the foundations for the building are wrong. Yeah. But they don't want to knock down the building and redo it. Mm-hmm. So you're then, you know, make it, trying to make the house look stable and, yeah. and pretty. And that's when you get into all the stuff that Romy had said no to, quite rightly, yeah. which is then you're in that promotional cycle of, you know, promote, 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 promote. Mm-hmm. But again, with this mini MBA thing, one of the great things that, Mark Ritson saying is hold you hold the line, hold your nerve, mm. don't discount. Yes. You know, just stay away from that, build it in the mind. And also things like are you getting your pricing right? Mm. You know, are you actually asking customers what's too cheap, what's too expensive, and then what's the sweet spot kind of in the middle mm-hmm. for perceived value? Mm-hmm. And also one of the points again with the discounting is something like if you discount by one percent it can potentially hurt your profits 20, 30, 40%, like the way it all works out in the in the mix. Yeah. So when you see all this stuff, you're just going, jeez, you know, there's a lot of people are treading water, you know, they're yeah. just surviving. But when you've built the great brand from the start and maintained that, yeah. it's, a, it's a nicer yeah. place to be, right? Yeah, and I think, you know, there is a, there are different approaches from marketeers to how do you build a connection and how do you give back. Mm. And some people have this theory that giving back through discounting is the right thing to do. And, you know, that we have seen a number of businesses recently who struggled and partially down probably yeah. to discounting. Uh, but the important thing is that if you want to give back and if you want to be generous, you can do it in so many other ways. Mm. And it doesn't have to be so obvious. It doesn't have to have a percentage next to it. You know, mm. there are for whole budgets that, that we we have and we set aside for promotional purposes. And we encourage our teams to, to give for the way to generously share with people and say, hey, try this bread and try this cake. And, you know, um, that's what Tom said to me, right, in one a, of our meetings. And he just said, we talked about not exactly discounting, but different things we could do. Mm-hmm. And he just said, I'd rather give a free loaf yeah. than 10% off. Yes. And it was like, the yeah. generosity of the man, yeah. I was just like, wow, Absolutely. that's cool. But also then you have the full experience of what it could be like. Yeah. And, you know, it's not, it's not some, 10% you will never see. Yeah. You will never feel it. You get a product, you eat it, you mm. embrace it, you understand it, and you go like, hmm, I want more of that. Yeah. If you attracted to the business because it gives you a discount when discount is finishing, the emotional impact yeah, on the customer from that is like, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, what, what happened to my discount? Yeah, you can agitate people. Well, through that. I remember yeah. that right. We had a Pret never discounted really, but we did. We had a loyalty card mm. in the north. Do you remember that? Yeah, there was for yeah. coffee, and it was my it was my task to take it out. Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, it was in like um, where was it? And it was Chester and a few places like this. 
And then even one of the guys on the marketing team, his parents were complaining to him. And it was like, oh man. Yeah, I mean, it was so hard. It's, it's like heroin, funny. you know, just try to get people off off yeah. the drug. It was yeah. just like, God. But then you then you wonder what's the, where's the loyalty? Is yeah. the loyalty with the brand mm. and the products mm. and the people that work there? Mm. Or is the loyalty with the discount? Yeah. Because if it's with the discount and the price of the product, when the when the discount finishes, the, the customer finds something else somewhere else. Yeah. Because if that's what they're after, yeah. they're not going to stick around here. It's transactional. And, uh, and it's it's really transactional. And uh, and what do you really the, the real following and the real strength of the brand is to have true following of your of the people that really go there for the right reason yeah. because they either love your team or they love your product or or they can got it can't get enough of the environment that they're in and. Yeah. Perfect, you know, perfect scenario. If they go for all three reasons, and, yeah. and that's what everyone strives for. But yeah. uh, you know, uh, people have different preferences. There are so many places where, you know, you go in the morning and you can sit at girls and and you can hear managers and the teams, you know, mm. talking to customers on, you know, they they know their names. They yeah. they totally understand what they're gonna buy. They know where they want to sit. They keep the place for them. They have mm. a bread in the bag ready for them to go. Or, if they eat cinnamon buns, you know, we, we make everything inside. So, yeah. obviously, we take a lot of pride in baking. But if they find, like, specifically big, I was today, this morning in the shop, and and uh, a baker, like, chose the best cinnamon bun for the person who really comes every day. And she just set this aside. She was like, no, the guy's going to come, and this is for him. This well, is my favourite. Just interesting you've said this, right? Because I've just been in a little coffee shop around the corner from where mm-hmm. we're recording. And I went to that and I says, I'll have a coffee. And I was feeling slightly jaded this morning, a mm-hmm. little bit too much wine on the train on the way home. And uh, from, from, from Brighton, uh, yeah. from, from Leeds. And um, yeah, he, there was four pan of chocolates and it, it wasn't really bought, but he picked the smallest one. <laughs> and it, it tasted fine and it was more than enough mm. and it was lovely. And it, but do you know that way? It was just yeah, that yeah. thought of going... That's not what Pret would have done. It's not what yeah. Gales would have done. Yeah. You know, so I was just like, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, and, th- and you see that's the, now it created a disconnect. It's in my yeah. mind, yeah. And, and the other guy, he's good, he ate this beautiful cinnamon bun this morning thinking like, oh my God, they treat me like the best thing ever. Yeah. And, and this is not, it's it's real. No one told Christine to do this. No mm. one told anyone to 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 pack this, yeah. you know. It's just, it happens Be because human. people care, yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, uh, and I think it's uh, yeah. I think it's very special connection that that you want to create fundamentally in your business. Mm-hmm. Discounting is difficult. It's difficult. Yeah. I think sometimes it's you know it, it works and and it depends what the purpose is and you know. It's a, well, you just can't get off it, you know. Yeah. And and I think it's just that mentality which <laughs> is. I need to do this because everyone else is doing it, mm-hmm. and and then every then someone goes bigger. So it's forty yeah. percent off in January. Oh, I'm going to do forty-one. I'm going to do fifty. Yeah. I'm going to, oh, you know, it just where does it end? But also, if you look at this from, uh, you know, just a business perspective, um, not even a customer perspective, margins on products mm. are not huge these days. There are a lot of businesses that are really oh. calling it really close, yeah, and discounting on products that don't have a lot of margin in them already. And you'll never flip that customer into being super loyal. And it creates just a challenge for the business to to convert overall. And and if you want to grow and if you want to sustainably move forward, you really have to be cautious about the budgeting and and strategies around that. And and, uh, 
very often it's kind of uh, uh, in disfavour for, for yeah. And, you know, something just flashed through my mind there, uh, your partnerships. So mm. Freddie's Flowers with that beautiful blue <laughs> background and the thing and oh, Gail's Times. Yeah. And what's, what's going on there then? Because, yeah. again, an awful lot of effort for something that might not be hugely quantifiable, but you're doing the right thing. Yeah, we're just friends with Freddie's Flowers. Yeah. You know, they, they like standing outside of our bakeries and kind of it connects. They have a great business model and they Brilliant. enjoy doing that. You know, we've had a couple of... Uh, mornings and, and events where they uh, did like a you know a bucket um, school you know how yeah. to put perfect uh, bunch of flowers did you do it there. I haven't done it Come I on. do love flowers though I have so much flowers at home all the time <laughs> you need to get it. one yeah. no they're lovely you know we had this one in Dempsey as well recently I don't yes. know have you seen our Notting Hill no, site no what's that oh my god I have to show you pictures so uh. we've we've dressed our Notting Hill site with awnings of the same design as Desmond and Dempsey, the, the aprons. Oh, yeah. And we've had, uh, yeah, you see Desmond yeah. and Dempsey uh, cups and, and uh, a lot of other things in there. And we, you know, you know Desmond and Dempsey, they do like, yes, yes, fantastic yes, yes. pyjamas. And, and obviously there's a huge connection with the mornings and breakfast. I did see there's something about um, pyjamas. Yeah. Sorry, I did. I saw yes, it in like yes, 10 years. Yes. And we had aprons and, and kitchen towels made by that. It's super high quality. Yeah. It's fantastic. So, you know, we, we, we're not only on the same page when it comes to eaters and celebrating mornings mm. and, and sunrise and, and baking early and waking yeah. up early and enjoying your cozy morning in pyjama. Well, but also about quality and, and kind of, uh, you know, the premium product that they mm -hmm. uh, they produce and premium product that we aspire to have. But it was incredible. It was so much fun, you know, the whole Notting Hillside with the awnings of the same yeah. design. It's so different. Is it still there? It's bold, uh, yeah. Oh, I need to take a look. Yeah, yeah. I have pictures. Oh, cool, yeah. If you want to make it, I will send it on. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Yeah. love to see it. And then what about like waste and sustainability mm. and what's going on in the business there? It's so important to us. Mm -hmm. uh, we constantly challenge ourselves internally with the conversation about how can we do it more? How can we uh, be more responsible and mm -hmm. sustainable? So in terms of packaging and things, we're always trying to make sure that it's you know, recyclable, compostable, and, uh, and and as good as possibly we can. There are a couple of things that we can't uh, nail. One of this is coffee leads. So if you have anyone who does Which coffee leads, you know... Um, Coffee. Coffee leads, coffee cup leads. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's something that we're kind of uh, I think a lot of people are struggling with that I at know. the moment. I know. And the trouble is, you try and be a good citizen, <clears> obviously, <throat> but it's kind of like the bag for life syndrome with me, where I've got so many keep cups now that I've bought, but then they sit in the cupboard and I don't take them with me, and I'm just like, oh, so yeah. I'm actually probably doing worse to the environment than, than yeah. I should be. But the lids is a massive issue do you know it's funny going back to Gary Vaynerchuk in, yeah. the, in the book you brought he always talks about put yourself out of business mm. so if you were solo or whoever mm. it is that, that your, your main business is plastic mm. what could you do to think around mm -hmm. how you would deviate from that if that became criminal or whatever yeah. it could be the same with Hawksmoor let's yeah. say you know if yeah. all of a sudden there's one cow a year yeah. left and you win it in a lottery yeah. you know what what do you do? Um, so yeah, there's quite there's there's a lot of good thinking on that. Mm. To how can you pivot? 
you know, sort of smartly. Totally. Um, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. You see what happens to straws. It was completely like complete overturn in, in the market. And yeah. suddenly, like it feels like the next day, there was no plastic straw. There are only paper straws. So I'm sure there, is a, there, there will be a time when yeah. when the leads will come around as well. Well, but. there's been some bad experiences, I think, with straws as well, in that mm-hmm. the compostable ones aren't compostable. Mm. Um, the, oh man, I was at a really nice hotel for a meeting mm-hmm. and uh, I just ordered a wee Diet Coke or whatever. And um, they gave me a pasta straw. And I was about like, okay, I'm I'm with this. It's just a long piece of like penny pasta, you know, like super long. And I was like, all right, I'm kind of down with this. It's fine. But <laughs> the trouble is, if you leave it, the coke cooks the pasta, so this kind of slime starts coming off it, and you're going, oh man. Um, and then there was metal straws, mm-hmm. but the Glasgow in me's thinking, well, that's a weapon, so <laughs> you could just stab someone with it. Um, so I don't know what the what the but a lot of people saying well just drink your drink without a straw but I think some drinks it's a nice thing to have yeah. you know if it's a cocktail or you yeah. know you might want a little straw yeah I mean uh, you know when it comes to sustainability the the videos you can find on the internet and mm. everywhere about what happens to plastic it's I think as a society we just have to challenge ourselves to be better and, and smarter and whatever it takes us you know in the business the, the demand for the coffee uh, takeaway coffee is yeah. huge I yeah. mean it's it's majority of the sales for any coffee mm-hmm. business uh, any coffee business your coffee's good though yeah co- our coffee is fantastic yeah. oh yeah. no our coffee is and in fact incredible. I think I was with Romy at Union for an event thing mm-hmm. And I just got to understand more about you. And, you know, I'd kind of semi what I did a little bit for us and who years ago. And I knew them mm-hmm. a bit. I knew of them. Mm-hmm. But just when I saw, when they spoke on stage and they spoke from the heart and I was just like, wow. And then they gave us tons of samples to go away with. And I was like, this is great. It's an incredible business. Yeah. Uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. And Jeremy as a person, yeah, you know, he, nice. he's just... He just encompasses everything yeah. that Union is about. Yeah. I was uh, lucky enough to go with him, his team, and and Jessica and our baristas to Rwanda. Oh, we wow. went on a trip, on a, a coffee origin trip, and you know the 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 relationship he has with the coffee farmers mm. is they know him by name. They he, he totally, you know, obviously his coffee knowledge and understanding and professionalism yeah. in the business. It's just obvious yeah, how yeah. incredible he is in that, from that aspect. But but the connection he has with people there, the way yeah. he deals with them, the business he does, and he, how he makes sure that everyone along in the chain are mm. well off, it's inspiring. Yeah. I've heard, you know, I coming from uh, from Pret, obviously, I thought that I'm so close to coffee and I know coffee and yeah. I've learned coffee story and I worked with fantastic people in oh, coffee yeah. business. I've been, you know... Chris and the team. Yeah, Chris phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, absolutely phenomenal coffee team. Uh, and then I joined Gales and I met Jessica and Jessica completely opened my eyes to a completely different way of understanding premium yeah. coffee and and execution uh, yeah. on coffee. That's, I think, that's where we differentiate massively the, the amount of training we have and you know, accreditation on SKA for our trainers and for our baristas that we offer, Anna, now are taking us really fast fast forward and, and really ahead of the game with mm. with the quality of coffee. But but going back to Union, the way 
Jeremy runs his business and obviously Violetta, his MD and all his team, Ashley and everyone who works with mm. us, it just breathes within the team. Yeah. And, and when you see the connection of um, the business with the farms in Rwanda and everywhere else in the world, obviously they've set up so many beautiful connections yeah. everywhere. Uh, and then you bring it here to London and you understand the team, you understand the, the kind of background and, and the story behind this. Mm. It's just, it's, it's so inspiring. It's yeah. so inspiring. And, and yeah, and I think it's, uh, we are so happy to, to be working with them yeah. and, and partnering. It's just proud, yeah. uh, no, proud I, partnership. I really, I really got my eyes open when I saw them and, you know, it wasn't just a, another coffee provider, you know, it was something mm. very different. Mm. What about milk, right? So there's a, f a slightly funny story and that mm. I, I was in a, one of your shops having a look one of the days and um, I took a photo of like, the counter and the way a blackboard was sitting, something was blocking the blackboard and it looked like it said, now serving cat milk. And I was like, no, what? Cow. But it was oat milk. Instead, so it was uh, cat. So I, I, they just uh, cut, it cut whatever was in the way, just cut off the seat, you uh, know, the okay. oat oh, yeah, seat. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. like, cat milk? No, what? no, no. no. Um, <laughs> but it, what about milk then? Because you're one of the first I was ever aware of having that lockdown yeah. and you know so oat milk and almond milk and all mm. how, how are you finding all that what's new in that area what are customers liking what's, what's it's great on? i think oat milk is really popular uh, you know yeah. there is i think there is really uh, more demand for oat milk than supply so mm. there's an opportunity for for someone to come in and i think mama is coming in onto the market right uh it's uh I think the alternative milks are much bigger than they ever were, and I think it's only going to grow. Oat milk really outsells uh, all the other alternative it milks does, okay. by far, probably even tenfold to yeah. to anything else. We have uh, bonsai as well, which is selling still mm -hmm. still okay. Um, yeah, uh, I think uh, the consciousness of choices that people make. Obviously, it's it's really important, mm. and and how they, uh, how they drink their coffee. There are a lot of coffee drinkers that drink coffee, black coffee, more yeah. than more than uh, before as well. Our filter coffee is incredible. It's much more premium than, uh, than most of the filter coffees on the market. Yeah. It's not kind of the one pound coffee that is just somewhere there. It's a really serious product. It's not a ninety nine p coffee, is that? What you're saying? No, it's not a ninety nine p <laughs> coffee. It's a serious uh, filter coffee, mm. really high grades. Uh, of the bean seasonal Jessica spends so much time on choosing the the, yeah. the right uh, coffee uh, for for us and it's obviously single origin it's phenomenal I had this one you know one every morning and, yeah. and filter coffee helps us drive the black kind of yeah. coffee approach yeah uh, it's uh, you know some people say that it's healthier but I don't know it's tasty. That's it's tasty. one of the main things. Um, it's tasty. So it's a few tasty. final things, because we need to let you go. You've got loads on, I'm sure. sure. Um, yeah. So I was just going to ask you, yeah, what's next? What's the future? What's the next year or so in your mind? What's going on? Exciting, exciting. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh, I think we're going to have, uh, I hope we're going to have a great year ahead again. We're planning to expand further. You know, we have incredible food launch coming Scotland. up. Um, one day for sure <laughs> we like for sure we like bread stuff I know yeah. we do I know we do but imagine how many places that are still in London and around oh that's true yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I think we really are focused on that we once we want to grow 
we don't want to grow just for the sake of numbers of shops. Yeah. We really want to grow in the right way. And we yeah. still are passionate about being local. So if you've noticed that uh, every single bakery is local and it's really designed and made oh, yeah. for the customers of this local community, mm -hmm. we, we really pride ourselves in that. That, it's, that whilst we have more sites that we've ever had and we want to have even more, we still want to feel local for, for the customers in, mm -hmm. in the neighborhood so they feel like they're going to their place. Yeah. You know, it's every single one looks different, feels different, uh, because of the team that is there, because yeah. of the ambience that is created, uh, uh, and the food display and everything. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's certainly a couple of favourite <coughs> people um, in the new one uh, in Brighton. You know, there's, there's a couple of, mm. I think it's maybe a Brazilian chap. Yeah, just it's quite nice. You just get recognised the odd time yeah, or, yeah, you know, yeah. just they recognise you've yeah. been before. And that's a but nice also, thing. But they also know what local community is looking for. Yeah. You, you know, London is huge. You know, you go from Dulwich yeah. to, you know, Crouchend, uh, and then Highgate and Blackheath and, uh, you know, West London and Chelsea and everywhere. The customers are a little bit different yeah. because the neighbourhoods are different and, and you know, the, the, the teams have to recognise that mm -hmm. and, and managers are working very hard to kind of connect with the communities and it's really interesting to see where manager moves from one place to another mm. and how they need to build the community around them yeah. specifically again and how they have to fit in the community mm -hmm. that is already created in the bakery. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, it takes, sometimes it takes time, you know, it depends how open and flexible the community is. Sometimes yeah. the communities are so tight, they go, hmm, yeah. you're the new guy. <laughs> you're new. Yeah, you're not yeah. from Are you going to be good enough? <laughs> are you going to be as good as the previous guy? You know, but with, you know, with the expansion and, and, uh, and the growth, obviously, managers will move time to time. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So last couple of questions then. Yeah. Best city to eat in? Uh, I would eat in Tokyo anytime. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, absolutely I adore Japan all things Japanese I'm yeah. into so many kind of uh, Japanese way of thinking and, and life like Kintsugi or Ikigai and all those mm -hmm. things and uh, I'm obsessed with uh, sushi and Japanese food in general so the dinner you've had last night yeah, I was, was like mm, I know it was yeah, so it's, good it's beautiful and there are so many places that you can eat you know first time when I went to Japan um you know, there's a huge time difference. Matty went to sleep and, and I went out and I was thinking I'm going to go and grab a dinner somewhere. And you, you know, yeah, like you have this cute noodle shops and, yeah. and I walk into the shop and everything is Japanese. I don't understand yeah. anything. And it's like a lucky deep. You just press the number on this machine <laughs> yeah. because you need, to take, you need to take that token, pay, and yeah. then you go and give it to a guy who cooks noodles for like a million years. And I just press lucky deep and I got whatever I got. I'm sure, you know... Whatever I would choose would be fantastic, but I was lucky it was yeah. vegetarian because that's what it was. It was just, it's just incredible. The diversity of Japanese mm. cuisine is incredible. You know, people yeah. say it's sushi and noodles, but there's so much more. Oh to my it. god! Yeah, I mean, I think one of the places in in Tokyo was like a whole floor was like a food court just for gyozo. Mm. And you're just like, yes. yeah, you know, couldn't believe it. It's amazing, yeah, it isn't it? Yeah. yeah, so yeah, wonderful. You know, just uh, you, you, once you got under the skin of it. Yeah. But uh, the one I was at last night, because I don't know if we said it, it was uh, Kazu on Charlotte mm -hmm. Street. So <clears throat> just looked a little bit empty. Yeah, I felt in the mid for it, and oh yeah, it was still, it was just mm -hmm. incredible. Um, so best restaurant ever. 
Well, obviously, it would have to be Japanese. Uh -huh. And uh, just here on Charlotte Street, you have one of them. It's Roka. Absolutely. I mean, it's my go-to mm. place every single time. But there is one place in Seoul. There is this little market uh, where, uh, you know, on the little markets in there, you have like really small restaurants where you have sit six, sit or eight mm. seats around the bar. And you literally see what's being cooked and... Mm. It's it's so intimate and it's so tiny, but it's so beautiful in the same time. Yeah. And uh, I I it's not often that I go back to the same place, especially when I'm on holidays. Yeah. But every day when I was there, we went there, especially for the tofu salad and and like Korean wings and, and things. Oh, yeah. That was probably one of the most incredible experiences, uh, uh, like cuisine experiences. Uh. Nice. Ever, but Roca in London is my favorite. It's really good. So, best dish? What's your absolute? <laughs> my absolute best dish, and uh, are you going to say like um, pot noodle now or something? What's no, going? <laughs> I'm not going to say that because you know I say all the Japanese things, and and my best dish is uh, curry, Thai curry, Thai curry, Thai okay. prawn curry, uh -huh. and uh, coconut or jasmine rice on the side, and uh, probably. Uh, I don't really drink beer, uh, but with that I would have a, a you know, one of the uh, Thai beers. Thai beer. <sighs> yeah. From from where? Thai where's where's, where's your favorite place to get it from? Uh, it depends. You know, it's it's not this. It's not really quite consistent with uh, yeah. with, with execution. That's the issue. But. But it's pretty good. I obviously love Maga Mama and, and I eat that a lot. Definitely. My son is totally obsessed with it. So, question anytime, when do we go? Do I, <laughs> you know, my, uh, yeah. You know where you're going. You know where you're going. You're going to, so they carry so uh, pretty good. But, yeah. But and there's then, so many cool places. And yeah. go to drink. What's, you uh, for a hard day or you're celebrating or whatever? What, mm, what's your? Red wine. Red wine. Yeah. I always bring a bottle of red wine from all the uh, holidays. Oh, uh, great. I just brought a Turkish one. Uh, uh, I brought one from Israel and I just don't want to open it because it was so amazing because I had it there. Yeah. So I'm waiting for a good occasion. <laughs> I had my guest from uh, my friend who used to live in Australia the other day for dinner and I said, like, you know, which country wine do you want from? And she was like, Australian. So we had a yeah. bottle from there. I have quite a quite a lot. I do like my red wine. I'm not really a connoisseur to tell you everything about it. I'm more connected to the location that I brought it from sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like, you know, a rich Malbec or yeah. something like that. It's a, it's a my wine to go. Nice. And then the final question is, yes. worst restaurant, what would you avoid or where have you had a shocking experience? What's happened there? Um... I would say two things. Mm -hmm. I don't want to finish on negative, so you have to ask me another question. <laughs> and the second thing is, I put bad experiences in life and everywhere else just behind me so fast. Right. Seriously. I try not to remember that. I have so many other interesting and amazing things to remember yeah. that I just learned from this and I'm thinking like, mm, I hope that we never treat a person like that or yeah. we would never do this. And I'm sure it would be something to do with people's attitudes. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you go to a restaurant especially nowadays the competition is so tight that people pretty much deliver on uh, mm. on food and and then it's down to people and this final frontier is it served in the right way is it served mm. on time is it you know is someone taking enough care and recognizing do you be you know how how do you want to be be treated but, yeah. but i don't have really anything in my mind that really pops up right now you need to ask me positive questions. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get your shoes? Uh, so, um, yeah, I, well, the last question I was going to finish on was, 
just tips for anyone listening. So mm-hmm. whatever stage of their career they're at or starting out in business or just what would be your sort of final words of wisdom to either go from where you went from to where you are now or to build a great business or, you know, to just stay positive in their career? What would mm. you say? Well, kindness and curiosity are two value, two two values and two characteristics that I really value in people. Mm. So if you can try and stick with those there's always goodness comes coming your way and and if we are curious enough to to find things out for ourselves and for other and help mm. others and and work with people and be curious about them yeah uh it always uh, goes a long way and obviously kindness you you never know yeah. you, you never know and and you, sometimes we just don't understand why people <clears throat> behave in a certain way or do certain things and at that very moment it doesn't matter, but also if you always if you if you face things with kindness in your heart and in your mind, it it takes you further than getting upset and yeah. and worked up. Yeah. Or, you know, I think life taught me, especially in this industry, it's it's really incestuous. Everyone knows everyone, and yeah. and everyone is around that, uh, and it's great to cherish people doing well mm-hmm. and sometimes people don't do well in one setting and they're great in in another business they find their feet and yeah. uh, and same you know myself and everyone everyone that I work with you know it's important to remember that kindness kindness takes us far yeah. and I have one quote that I really go by and live by I don't know if it's uh, if it will be of interest but mm. but uh, I strongly believe that it doesn't matter what other people are doing wrong. It only matters what we can do right. Yeah. And I take ownership for everything that happens to me. I can't mm. blame anyone or anything. If I want something to do right, I need to adjust my attitude, my actions, whatever I need to do. And I need to do it right. Then yeah. things will come out. Yeah. Good advice. Good advice. <sighs> well, I could have chatted to you forever. I know, I know. <laughs> we never catch up enough. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'll catch you probably next time you're in Brighton and Hove and we'll yes. have a wee walk along the beach. Absolutely. So thanks for coming in. Thank thanks you. Thanks for doing this. I know you're so busy. And um, yeah, I, I think everyone's going to get so much value out of this. So. Oh, thank you so much. Thank thanks you. for having me. Thanks. For- so there you have it. Incredible conversation with Marta. It was so great to see her. Just really life-affirming and brightens up a room and also brought me some gifts that was a book and some pastries and stuff. So I'm really excited to get stuck into that between recording sessions. A huge thanks to all of you who are listening. We've got around 12,000 complete downloads now. So for being a little niche podcast that some people said wouldn't be interesting, it seems to be going okay. So really great news there. Thank you so much and please do Keep checking in with me and keep sharing the news about the podcast. A huge thanks to BDO, our sponsor, for everything that they're doing. So blessed to have them on board and they've just been a great place for support and also some wisdom about how to keep making the podcast even better. A huge thanks to Gaz and Gabby for putting the podcast together as usual. So this is me, Mark McSee, signing off. What an amazing episode today. I really hope that this episode, more so than maybe any other, brings you some real value that will help your brand boom.